0: i'm always shining i'm always shiny, bro <laughs> i just got i just always got the sun on me you know i'm shining what can i say
1: <laughs> that's a perfect way to start out man i'm actually starting the episode right there man hey no <laughs> intro today i'm here with my big bro welcome back everybody to the thrive after sports podcast this is an honor for me to be here with the devastator dominic reyes my big bro um What's up, man? Thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending
0: some time. What's up, Taj? Man, it's great to be here. You know, it's uh, been quite some time, bro. We, we've uh, definitely been a little bit estranged, but it's good to sit down and you and talk uh, Talk about what's how it's been, you know? Yeah, man. All right. Speaking of
1: estranged, I already gave you my formal apology. You remember that, right? When I basically <laughs> yeah. just
0: disappeared. The I do. The college. Yeah, you, you're going through it, man. I understand. We We kind of all were at the time. We went from freaking kings of campus to pretty much nothing so it's kind of hard sometimes you know man
1: uh Dom, i don't want to give a super long intro because nobody can introduce you better than yourself but how do you introduce yourself
0: uh hey everyone i'm dominic Reyes. i fight in the ufc and uh i love life man it's my friend Taj. uh i've been through a lot i have a degree in uh information systems from stony brook i went with uh to stony brook with Taj. um I got no kids, and I'm married to the game right here, MTG. Married to the game, baby. My whole uh, my whole mission, my whole everything has been uh, athletic, uh, athletic excellence, really. I mean, I haven't really ever stopped, and I don't plan to anytime soon.
1: Married to the game. You got a real major from Stony Brook, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got the bootleg major. Uh, as
0: a you even got it framed, man Oh yeah, bro, this shit's dope Let me pull, I, I don't take it off the wall I take it off No, nah, I take it off the wall, just I don't the
1: care <laughs> You just trying to show people you actually graduated like... oh, Hold up, you cut out for a second, what'd
0: you say? It's a fun fact, I can't get it off the wall So, there's that <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, look, man, since you brought it up, I hate to go back to this, but since you started out by saying we're estranged, I'm going to give – this could be a teachable moment for somebody, all right? Because people have heard me on this podcast talk time and time again about how I was depressed. I felt like I failed in my football career. I felt like a loser because I had no idea what the hell I was doing when I came back home from college. And so I burned a lot of bridges. Um, obviously, the, bur- the bridge is not completely burned because Dom is on here with me today, but – there was people hitting me up, wanted to hang out, just wanted to check in, see how I was doing. And uh, quite frankly, I wasn't responding to anybody. I thought I was the only one going through it, uh, I isolated myself, and was really just in a place of self-pity. And so, Dom, I've already apologized to you before, man, but this is my formal apology. I'm sorry, man. So
0: let's just start it off like that. I appreciate it, bro. It's all good. I mean, y'all go through it, man. I... I... Personally, you know, in my career with what's, you know, it's I'm, I'm in the public all the time. I still go through some stuff like that too. You know, that depression still hits, you know, especially after a big loss or you know, it could just be a regular day where I, I don't really exactly have a plan that day. So then since there's nothing to do, depression kind of kicks in a little bit. It's kind of weird, but uh, I understand, bro. I get it. We've all, we, I've been there. I really have. And it it just kind of, as you were going through it, I was also going through a little bit. And then by you not being available or disappearing, like you were one of the only people I had out there. So by you kind of like going away, it was like, fuck man. Well, hope he's okay and shit. I got, I better just focus on this. You know, this is all I got is this. So let me just focus on what I'm doing right in front of me right here. Training and I worked as an IT guy for a while. (laughs) <laughs> that was, that was, that was cool. That was cool because it was every day going to like to the high school and just seeing different people and, and just interacting in a different way. And, but honestly, that was kind of soul sucking because it was like, dang, man, like after everything I did, after all the, you know, the accolades and the, the college and, you know, playing on the field, whatever I'm sitting at a high school behind a desk, like, <laughs> doesn't exactly feel great. It didn't feel great for me, at least at the time. Um, I had I still had all this fire in my heart, and then I started training uh, MMA, and I found a new purpose.
1: Yeah, man, let's take it all the way back. And by the way, this, this is the last thing I'll say about this before I start getting emotional. I didn't know you were going through it, too, bro. That's the thing. I thought you would just hit me up to come party, and I'm like, I'm in no condition to party right now. I might just, you know, I can't even <laughs> leave my room. But I feel it, man. Wanna, but that's what I want people to take out of it, man, is that, like, if you... If you just isolate yourself, you could be helping someone else by just even having a conversation with your teammate. Like, hey, what are you experiencing right now? This is what mm-hmm. I'm experiencing. If we would have had that conversation, it probably would have made a world of difference for both of us. A hundred percent. High is 2020, bro. So anyway, before I start crying, let's get back to the journey. All right. So all right. you graduated from Sony Brook. I know you did a couple of pro days, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was, like, what was going through your mind when the NFL didn't work out and you went to go pick up an IT job? Like, where were you at just mentally during that time?
0: So, yeah, I did a few pro days. Um, I tried out for the Canadian League as well. Just for me, Canada was like, you know, minors. And I I just, it was unorganized. And no, no disrespect to everybody over there, man. But when I went to try out for the Canadian team, it just felt like a junior college. You know, it was just, everything was just unorganized. It was just a bunch of crazy shit happening. It wasn't uh, structured like when I went to my NFL, you know, uh, pro days and tryouts. So for me, I lost it at that point. And uh, for me, it hit the hardest on the draft day because I was projected like six, sixth round by like three different teams. And I was talking to these teams and it was like, hell yeah, dude, like, i'm at least gonna get a shot you know at least at least let me show you what i could do right like at least you know i'm from stony brook i'm from asperia nobody knows where either of those places are you know know so it's like come on man somebody just give me a chance just let me let me shine for a second you know and i never got the chance you know and for me that was just like dang man like this is my reality you know like i'm not a guy that's you know a big weight room guy i'm not a guy that's going to put up all these crazy numbers but i perform and you can't measure that and for me it was like the story of my life and i was just real depressed bro like i was after all the nfls after the draft i was just like fuck man like this is what am i gonna do like I, i i have my degree i could you know it's a great degree information systems i could do a bunch of stuff you know so i was like all right let me start working as it guy," you know I put in for a bunch of jobs and at the time was it 2013, there was not a lot of jobs, bro. there was, there was not a lot of opportunities to be a hundred percent honest with you. Like people were not looking for, for, for employees at all. They were looking for interns at the time. Interning was like the big, huge thing that every, like let's work for free. But no, bro, like, this shit's hard. I have to drive far as hell to get to wherever I'm trying to go. So I couldn't find a job really. And then the school district, uh, it was just a great field right down the street. And I would show up to work and just be like, some days was good, some days were bad. The days that were bad were the days I realized this isn't exactly what I want, but there's not much I could do about it, you know? Until I started saying, you know, there is something I could do about it, you know? My brother owned MMA gym or owns an MMA gym. And uh, I was depressed and frustrated. So I'd go in there and start just hitting the bag out of just just stress relief bro like I had so much built up inside of me that I would I wouldn't know what to really do so I would go there and just start hitting the bag and you know grappling and stuff and then my brother would start showing me little things here and there here and there and all of a sudden like I fell in love with the process of learning the techniques you know I mean the process of learning again like football I mastered it you know I'm a black belt in football uh, like no matter how you sh- whatever whatever i'm a, i'm a complete expert in football even to this day, I could watch football. Know exactly what's going on. Know who messed up. Know what the scheme is. I, I could call out plays like Tony Romo, literally on defense. I'll be like, "Well, look, they blew the coverage. It's cover three. This guy did this. This did this. Oh, the linebacker's lazy. Oh, the safety is spot He's about to get beat. Oh, he just got beat. Look at that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he took a wrong step. Oh, false step. Oh, touchdown. Like all that. I still do that, and it's crazy because I'm such an expert in the in the sport. You know, we I committed my whole life to it. As you as you did too, as well. You know, from eight nine years old all the way through college it was our life you know and we mastered it and for me to learn to master something new it was a whole new new life me, a new fresh life for me i went from having almost no life you know in my mind to a new life like i completed my football life i completed my high school life i completed my football college life to completion you know now it's time to move on and i found that new thing for me and it it it's been amazing, man. I got opportunities, you know. I got, I've been in, I fought in the Boston Guardian. I fought in all over the world, in London, in Abu Dhabi. You know, I've i really I've had what, three title fights now, or two title title fights. You know, I, I've I've done what like almost everybody. You know, I'm very in a small percentage of people right now, just by keeping going, bro. Like your sure shirt says, I just kept going. You know, I I didn't want it to be over. Not that I didn't want to be over, I knew it wasn't over, I knew there was more left to give within my own heart. And uh, yeah, I was able to turn that passion, flip it from sadness into passion, so.
1: Man, see that's a part of the journey that I didn't know because I thought there was some master plan where you were like, okay, you know, the NFL didn't work out, I'm in this IT job, now I'm just gonna become, you know, one of the best to ever do it. You know what I mean? I'm just right. going hard. I th- And honestly, so you didn't really start training MMA until you were in the IT job. I know you've been working out with your brother.
0: Like- yeah, so like when I, we were in college and so I'd come back, I'd like cross train and me and my brothers would mess around and wrestle and shit. But it wasn't like actually learning the, the craft, you know, it was just natural ability, you know, just me and my brothers have been doing this since we were little, little kids, you know, wrestling around and, you know, king of the ring and shit like that, you know, like not real. But the plan was never to be a fighter. I've never, ever, up until after college, did I want to be a fighter. It was just, it was just, uh, I guess plan B, bro. Like, it wasn't even a plan. It was just something that I stumbled, not stumbled upon, but I started doing and I fell in love with. It was never like, oh, I want to be a fighter. It was like, oh, I'm frustrated, I'm depressed, I'm sad. Like, let's hit this bag. Let's freaking learn something new. Let's get the body going. Let's get some freaking endorphins. Let's get, you know, let's let's get something going chemically inside of me because right now it doesn't feel good. You know, it doesn't feel good at all. And it was through that, I guess, therapy, I found my passion, which is now fighting. And I'm one of the best in the world, which is really freaking crazy. (laughs) And it wasn't like, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't like something I was like, Oh yeah. I'm just, you know, like you said, like, it just seemed so natural. It just seemed like I just parlayed right into it. But no, it was, it was, it was, uh, me refusing to let the fire go out really i felt it i felt it going i felt my my that passion leaving me and i wasn't ready for it to go
1: man all right i want to take a quick moment just for you to give some advice because obviously your path is unconventional it's a path that you carved out for yourself right but what Mm -hmm. you just said was so powerful about refusing to let the fire go out man not everybody can go from being at the at the top of the field in their college career, their professional career, to just going into a totally different sport. I mean, obviously, hmm. there's parallels between, you know, the both. Yeah but, totally
0: compl- yeah, but it's completely, bro. It was, cool. it was like I was like a little baby. It was crazy. I went from a, I went from a pro football player basically to a less than amateur fighter. <laughs> like like that. I went just like that, Really? Ooh. and it was humbling bro it was super humbling it was like it was humbling but it was like a fresh start you know it was like shit man there's something new like I could be great at this if I commit to it just like anything you know honestly I feel like no matter what I would do no matter what anybody does in my opinion we live in the best time of all humankind you could be whatever you want and nobody could stop you really nobody could stop you only you could stop you that's a fact bro like People have tried to stop me. People literally, I fight people try to stop me. <laughs> they try to stop you. It's up to you, though, man. Like, are you going to let the the haters, are you going to let the doubt, are you going to let all that, you know, infect you? Are you going to let that all just come over you like a cancer and just hold you down and weigh you down, you know? We have choices. And like I said, man, it's the best time to be alive, and we have that option to do whatever we want. I mean, yeah, there's limits, obviously, but... I found that almost all limits could be surpassed with just dedication and commitment, man. Man. Can you give some
1: advice to people out there who may not necessarily know what they want to dedicate themselves to that fire that still burns inside mm-hmm. of us? Like, like you, you found something, you locked onto it and you, you took it all the way to the top and you're still going. Mm-hmm. But for people who are just like, bro, I don't even know where to start. How do I take this passion? Where do I apply this? Like, can you give some advice there?
0: It says you got to start with the little steps, man. That's the biggest thing. Most people, when they find like a passion, first thing is find your passion. You know, I don't know what your passion is. You know, whether you're, you're a creative and you don't even know you're a creative, you know, it, whatever your passion is, whether it's, uh, you know, botany, whether it's freaking, no matter what, you know, even if it's customer service, even if it's sales, no matter what it is, you got to start little, start with the, the first step, look in the mirror and say, what do I need to do to be great at this? What's the first thing I have to do? Okay, so I want to be uh, I want to be a botanist. Okay, so you better start doing the research on how to grow things. Learn about the plant cycles. Learn about what you need to do, and then take the little steps. Build your first, you know, hydroponic setup, or or whatever you're, the case. Or say you want to be a great uh, a great public speaker. Start speaking more. You know, start start just going on uh, YouTube and just talking to people. Like, you know, just start speaking more, take those little steps. And then all of a sudden you'll, your content will improve. All of a sudden you'll start feeling more comfortable talking all of a sudden. Now you have a full on production and you got a little thing sliding across the screen and you're doing all this stuff and you monetize it. And you're, you're making all kinds of money and you're one of the well-known, you know, public speakers, but it's all up to you to commit to it. I mean, it's all about commitment and more than anything, the most important thing is accountability, man. Like, Oh dude, like, excuses are, are for the for the freaking birds you know you got to be accountable if you don't do something it's on you <laughs> you know if you do something thank everybody who helped you get there you know but it's like you have to do it nobody's going to do it for you that's just the bottom line if you want to be great you have to be great you have to start even if you're not great now if you're great today and you're great tomorrow when you're great the next day, all of a sudden you're great. You know, that's just, it's a process. Everybody wants instant pudding these days. I feel like it's all instant, you know, microwave instant. Oh man, it's not happening fast enough. What the hell? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. Oh, let me me just go on the internet and do something. Like you got to stick to it and you got to be accountable. And then the mistakes you make, you got to learn from them. You can't just be like, Oh, I didn't make a mistake. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I never do anything wrong. Oh man. Oh no. If you make a mistake, own up to it. <laughs> like, you know? And it's uh it, it's about just if you wanna if you if you wanna parlay into something new and really, you know, be great or just say you say you're depressed and you don't want to be depressed anymore, man. Say say you you were playing football or lacrosse or baseball in college and you were the man or the woman, you know, you were that per- you were that dude or that girl on campus. You know, it, it, everything comes to an end, but that's not the end of life. You know, like there's always a new door. You just got to find it and you got to, uh, apply yourself. Really nothing, nothing's going to come easy. Just because one thing I learned too, is just because you were great at one point doesn't mean it's, it's uh guaranteed. doesn't mean you're entitled to that greatness. You have to re-earn it no matter what it is. Like, like I said, I was almost a professional athlete, you know? And then I went all the way down to below amateur as a fighter, which is like, now I'm getting punched in the face often <laughs> because I'm not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, think about a more freaking perfect, uh, you know, uh, analogy, like, right, I was freaking that dude, and then all of a sudden I'm getting punched in the face, but I'm, I'm learning, you know, um, okay, I got punched in the face today, how do I prevent that tomorrow? And that's what, that's, that's what it's all – for me, that's what it was. It was just getting better every day and then being committed. More than anything, being committed and accountable. I'm getting hyped up just listening to you, man. I, this is why I knew this was going to be
1: good, man. I, I didn't come in here with any questions prepared. I never do anyway, but I know if I just ask you one thing and just let you go, I think about people who tell me, like, Taj, I listen to this podcast while I'm running. I'm thinking about somebody who's running right now, listening to everything you just said, getting fired up for whatever that <laughs> next chapter of their life is, man. So that's good shit, man. Uh, that's what's up, bro. Here's, here's something else that, I, that just comes to my mind because you talked about starting at the bottom of the totem pole. Like you said, you were a baby again when you mm-hmm. started doing MMA. And I think that takes a level of humility that, and I see this all the time, man. You know, I'm, I'm doing like 10 coaching calls a day at this point. A lot of athletes, that's one of the main things I have to address up front. Like, mm-hmm. bro, you're, you're not going to, become the CEO of a company overnight just because you were an all-american you know and that's one of the things that I feel like um through what you just shared and I want to take it a bit further because somebody listening to this right now be, might be like yeah that's great for Dom that's good for him he got lucky right I'm sure a lot of people tell you that like oh he got lucky but- they try to tell <laughs> me that <laughs> man, there ain't no luck in this sport <laughs> that's right yeah straight up man um but to that person right now who needs to Number one, get to a space where they can even start to figure out what's next. Like, how do you pull? What are some things you do to pull yourself out of that dark moment or out of those dark moments where you feel like, "Damn, I don't even know how to function right now." How do you snap yourself out of that so you can bounce back and start doing what you need to do to move forward?
0: Well, even now, you know, even now I have that problem. I mean, we all—I feel like that's going to be a lifelong thing I'm dealing with. Um, The easiest way for me is uh, one family talk to my parents, you know, talk to my brothers and two working out, working out those, those wonders for my, my mental. Um, and then when it's real bad and I, and it's, and it's continuous, I, uh, I turn to things like, you know, psilocybin, you know, uh, magic mushrooms. If it's, if I'm just can't get out of the funk cause they help uh, realign all my thoughts and get everything in order. I guess things that matter. Um, but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is just getting up, getting up and doing it. Sometimes you don't even want to just get up, <laughs> but getting up and going outside, going for a drive, you know, I ride dirt bikes and, and can my can-am a lot. That's that, for me, that's my, that's really my like happy place, you know, where, where I'm on my dirt bike or I'm on my can-am and I'm cruising around and it's just like all of a sudden. The only thing that matters is not dying on this ride, <laughs> you know. When you when you fill up your mind with things that matter right now, you don't think about the things that don't matter in the future or the past. You know, it's the past and the future that fucks you up. Excuse my language. You know, it's 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 uh, anxiety from the f- about the future and depression about the past. You know, it, it it's and it's not depression about the it's it's so many different things have happened and every day is different. You know, sometimes things hit you harder than they did before. Honestly, I, I sometimes go back to, I've had some really big fights, you know, that I don't know if I fought John Jones, that whole thing was a real big, uh, moment in my life, kind of a a crossroads, if you will, but not, um, I guess I went from possibly being, you know, I was going to be world champion. You know, I I thought it's one of those things where you do everything you could do, you do all the right things and somebody still takes it away from you. And that's what I had a hard time with because it reminded me of uh, college. It reminded me of football. Um, I did all the right things around a four or five. I benched you 25, like 13 times. I, I did everything I was supposed to do. And somebody else took it away from me. It didn't even give me a chance, you know, and uh, that same feeling was reignited with that. Uh, I'm going to say horrendous decision out in Houston. When I fought John, um, it was one of those things where I did everything right. And, didn't turn out my way. And and the, that was a big part of me going to the sport was like, uh, it doesn't matter what anybody says, they can't take it away from me. If I win, then it's mine. You know what I mean? And I was like knocking people out and it was like, it wasn't like football where it was like, uh, it wasn't up to me, you know, I did everything I could, but it wasn't up to me. You know, it was up to some guy behind a desk, an old man looking at a piece of paper, like, oh, okay, USC, <laughs> Uh, Missouri. Okay, study bro. What the hell is that? No, no. no get, get that guy out of here. You know that's that's pretty much what happened to me. And uh, when I when I did the John fight, it was it, those same feelings kind of reunited. Where was some old man sitting by the next to the cage, could barely see. It was like, oh, yeah, I think he won. Like what? What you didn't see? it? What the hell's going on? So I have well, you know the thing about that though is like millions and millions of dollars, (laughs) you know, world fame, millions of dollars of world fame, or just, you know, continue on this line, you know. I I did shoot up, you know, I got I got a lot of respect. My biggest thing is getting the respect I feel I deserve from going out there and, you know, shedding my blood and putting my heart on the line, you know. Um and I really appreciate when fans, you know, come up to me because it's like you you respect what I'm doing and you, you appreciate what I'm doing. You know, it's not easy to willingly go out there and give up your blood you know so uh for me that means a lot but then uh, sometimes it's like there's just different emotions come through bro like i get anxiety about the future because with fighting it's every it's all about your your most recent performance right what have you done lately i get depressed about the past because things have happened in my past that are affecting my potential future you know what i mean so at the end of the day man it's all about just waking up and having a plan when I wake up and I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do today. This is my next goal. Like in terms of training, this is what I want to accomplish. When I have everything structured, those depression spouts don't hit. Those anxiety spouts don't hit because everything's structured and I'm on track to do, I have a goal and I'm on track when I'm just kind of floating, you know, cause as a professional athlete, you know, there's times where you don't, I mean, in my career, you know, with MMA, I don't have to fight if I don't want to. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you have to fight. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's I'm in charge. I'm an independent contractor. So if I don't want to fight for however much long, I don't have to if my money can support me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's where the pitfalls come. Because now, okay, I don't really feel like fighting or I'm, or I'm healing. The worst is when you're healing my face is broken a well, while you're healing and you're just even more depressed because you can't do anything and everything you try to do is like makes it worse and then now you're just falling further down you're like man next time i'm gonna fight is my face gonna explode like you don't need like you i start you start going down that that freaking rabbit hole and it's not a good thing <laughs> but uh when i have my day structured like now and and every, everything's going, um, and I know exactly what I'm trying to accomplish for the day when I have a plan for the week, for the month. Um, I had those depression spells, spells don't hit, and I spend a lot of time with my family, you know, spending time with my girlfriend, going on uh, dirt bike and Can-Am rides, just doing adventures, enjoying every day, because man, not every day is a good day, and you are not might not be here tomorrow. You know, so when there are good days, freaking enjoy the hell out of them. And if it's not a great day, I, I find that just your, your attitude when you wake up could make it a great day. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, I want to go back to something you said earlier where you were talking about the nature of the sport, the nature of UFC is what have you done lately. Shit, the nature of anything, if life is a man, is what have you done lately? That's what, We could save that for a whole other episode. Damn, you're right. What I want to ask is, man, like, and obviously you're, you know, the level of your what what have you done lately is different for most people because you're in the public eye, you're at the top of your field. But the real question I have is, like, even after the John Jones fight, and you definitely won, bro. We all know that. You got robbed. We know that. Um, I've never been so excited for a fight, man. I was dripping sweat. had to take my shirt off. I was watching it with my girl, man. We were jumping around. She was into it just as much as I was.
0: Heck yeah, dude. Um,
1: But the thing about it, man, is, like, you said you were at a crossroads, so this is what I want to ask because I think this can help a lot of people. Are you proud of yourself like how do you live in life as you know what have you done lately? Are there moments where you celebrate the level that you've reached like how do you how do you feel about that how do you do you ever celebrate yourself? are you proud of yourself at all bro like how do you feel about that
0: Oh uh, so I'm super proud of myself man i mean i've I've gone through so much shit you know from barely getting a scholarship to uh, freaking graduating first person in my entire family to graduate college you know like there's so many different things I'm I'm proud of um but in terms of fighting I'm I'm extremely proud man I I've been in the sport for almost 10 years now and I've I've done with in my time in the sport I've done more than 99% of the entire you know population of fighters um and I'm super proud I uh Obviously not done. I'm proud, but I'm not fulfilled. Does that make sense? No, um, I,
1: I know exactly what you
0: mean, bro. Yeah, I, I'm proud of what I've done, but I'm not fulfilled. Um, I still got got a lot of a lot of a lot of mountains to climb. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't reflect on it that often. When I do, it trips me out. When I f- reflect on my life, it trips me out because it's like so many flashes of like, dang, bro, like there's been so many high pressure moments. There's been so many like where, where it's like all or nothing moments so many different times. And uh, it's just trippy to think about. I'm I'm definitely proud of everything I've done. Just I'm not done yet. Damn right.
1: What's next, man? What do you, what's uh, what's coming up for you?
0: So I'm, I'm uh, looking to fight at the end of the year. Uh, the fourth quarter, September through December, one of those months. Um, it should be a main event, you know, obviously. And, uh, yeah, man. I just want to – my biggest thing for me right now these days is fighting with the crowd again. You know, I miss you guys. I, I miss the crowd. I miss – I've my last three fights, or my last two fights with no crowd. One was in Abu Dhabi in a parking lot in a tent, and the other one was in uh, – the apex which is the worst arena on earth <laughs> it's just just a big huge room with like 40 people in it <laughs> and it's a small cage it's five feet smaller per side so it's hard for me to fight in there because there's no room to move
1: <laughs> yeah man, i forgot your last two fights weren't in front of a crowd i definitely got to get out to see the next one man i miss houston i miss john jones fight i was still in in building mode, I was trapping out the home office, man. You know, so <laughs> trying to make it change. but I'm, I'm doing better now. I'm in a good place financially, so I can get out the good shape, bro. big hug, man.
0: But hell yeah, man. Um, and on that John Jones fight, one last thing: I was the most comfortable, confident, and calm I've ever been in any sporting event my whole life. Before that, I I just felt like I was just chilling, like backstage. People were fighting. I was just like, it's gonna be a good night. Like not no, worried.
1: I know. Came out to Nipsey Hustle. I, I did. Semi- when you came out to Nipsey, I took my shirt off. I know all my life, bro. All my life it was over. <laughs> it was over. I was on the hype, but once once all my life came on, the shirt came off immediately. <laughs> you were standing there, bro. I was pacing with you let's, let's go. Let's go. Okay. I, was in room, I was ready to go, bro. <laughs> I was oh yeah. the whole time.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> For um, sure you do. It's going it's it's awesome, bro. Like the energy is the energy of the arena, the crowd. I mean all the sports I've played in my whole life, everything I've done nothing even comes close, man. Not not to knock anybody else's hustle, but dude, in that arena, bro, when when the gladiator door locks and all of a sudden you're you're not just a man. That shit's crazy, man. Hey, wait, wait. Let's. let's <laughs> that. What
1: do you mean by that? Let's go deeper. What do you mean? You're not just a man. I know what you mean, but can you go deeper on that? When the Door locks. You're not just a man.
0: Yeah, man. So when you when I go in the cage and the cage locks, it's like as soon as I go in there, feeling the canvas. You know, I could, I could. like smell the water particles in the air i could feel the air on my i could feel it i I could look at him and and see i could almost see him sweating i could see him breathing i I could feel everything in the arena it's like you start like elevating above your body and you like all of a sudden everything like and then like they lock the door and then you hear bruce you know it's kind of like like you're underwater like oh yeah. and you hear him talking and stuff and it's like uh the lights because it's all the lights are off because you know it's the main event and uh once the lights flash back on it's like it's like we like really weird like uh super super hyper focused laser beam focus but like everything else disappears every, all everything the ground disappears and it's just like fighting in almost like an ethereal realm like where you're just like you and him and like you you feel the energy of the crowd you can't hear it that well but you can feel it every time i move every time i throw a punch every time i get hit i could feel like a shock wave of crowd energy going through my body it's really freaking crazy and like what i mean by is you're not a man like not a man i don't feel like a man anymore because like i feel like a titan like like if i'm like a beyond myself and i'm 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 it's not just me fighting for me it's me fighting for like The human race to show people what we are capable of, what we can overcome, how strong we are. You know what I mean? It's really it's a really weird experience for me. A really awesome experience, really. Sounds like it, man. I imagine the intensity because I mean,
1: with football, you're one of eleven on the field. If you count the other team, it's one of twenty-two. But when it's just one on one,
0: and you know, no clothes. One on one, no clothes.
1: <laughs> one on one
0: we're gonna shoot you naked, we're gonna put you in front of the whole world. Everybody you've ever met is watching right now, and anybody that's ever rooted for you is watching right now. Everybody that wants you, just people out there who want you to die right now, right? But it don't matter, none of that matters because yeah. that matters is what you do in this moment. That's the cool thing about it. It's all about this moment. Like, people are like, Oh, like when I was finding John, oh, you he's fucked this he's done that blah 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 blah, like what's that gotta do with me, bro mm-hmm. what other people have done in their time or whatever has nothing to do with you right now when you're when you're with them, so like that's what, that goes back to taking people face value when I talk to someone, I give them you know hundred percent of my attention face value if they're cool, they're cool, if they're not, I'll well, get the hell out of my face but if somebody else like, oh, don't talk to that person, bro, get out of here, dude. I'm going to talk to whoever the hell I want. He's cool with me. He's being or she or whoever is being awesome, you know, face value. I, I don't care what they did in their past. You know, I, that's not that's not my problem. If they're trying to hurt me, if they're trying to set me up or whatever, then, then yeah, I'm going to know and get the hell away from me. But let me decide that, you know. I'm not gonna just judge people without knowing them, and it's the same with fighting. If we're gonna fight, I don't care what you did before. I don't care who you fought. I don't care who you think you are. When you fight me. You're fighting me. You've never fought anyone like me. That's why people are like, "Oh," or in the interview that my famous line. You know what? What makes you different? What? What? What are you gonna win? What? How are you gonna beat John? I'm like, bro. I'm Dominic Graves, bro. He's never fought Dominic Graves. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's as simple as that. That's where my mind was coming from. Like. What do you mean, dude? I'm Dominic Reyes. He's fought fought globally. He fought this guy. He fought that guy. But has he fought Dominic Reyes? No, he hasn't. You know, I'm completely different. We all are completely different. It's when you start lumping yourself in with everyone else that you start freaking just going with the crowd and and losing your identity. You have to always maintain your identity as you. You are special. Mm -hmm.
1: Man, um, that was one of the most inspirational moments about it, like you said, because it was inspiring because you could tell you were so comfortable there. I'm just talking about specifically the John Jones fight for right now, which you won unofficially, but officially in my book, in my mind. But that was the most inspirational thing about it because looking at that, and I might've even told you this. I think I even texted you after the fight or whatever I said to you. I was just like, seeing that opened up a world of possibilities for me. Like if Dom can put himself in a position where he's finding someone we used to watch when we were in college or, you know, That was crazy, right? (laughs) And he's putting hands on them and he's giving them that work. It's like, well, shit. I mean, what can I accomplish? Maybe there's things I haven't even thought of yet. Like, you didn't think of, you know, fighting in the UFC one day and you Mm -hmm. rose to the top. It was just super inspiring, man. So, um, in so many different ways. That, That was the main thing that I took away from it. Like, while I was watching it, but also afterwards, I just had this feeling of, like, that actually just happened. And to be honest with you, man, it gave me so much of a jolt. I don't know if I've shared this with you that I started to see because I kind of maybe took some limits, even subconsciously off of my mind. I started to see things with thrive after sports and just other areas of my life start to open up and take off to where it was something I was doing or oh, trying to do it, trying to build it, working part-time jobs. And now, now I'm out here living in Austin, Texas. And now I'm doing it. What I do full time. I don't. Yeah. That's awesome. Those things. Man, and that's just one of the many ways that you've changed my life, bro. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> go back to, uh, college days <laughs> you put me on the shrooms man i honestly I always tell people there's a version of me before trying shrooms and a version of me afterwards mm. um i would i literally I agree with that not, yeah, i agree with that you saw it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You probably saw it too, man. And I didn't think anything of it. Just one day after practice. You're like, hey, you wanna like well, I guess. I trust you, bro. I'm all on Google trying to
0: What are the adverse side effects? What is up with the Are you sure? Yeah, it's all good, man. Trust me on this one. This will be this will be something that'll change you forever in a good way.
1: I want to share this with you real quick and then we can stop talking about psilocybin, man. We can talk we could do a whole episode on that. And I don't know how impact it's had on you. Um we were at uh this is just a side note, just the impact it had and how it changed me forever. So we're hanging out inside, which, and we were watching Taken. I don't even know if you remember this. That's the, that's the worst movie you should probably watch. I shouldn't watch that. <laughs> but there was a certain point <laughs> when we went outside, because we're like, yeah, this is not the vibe. So I turned off the TV, and then went outside to, like, an open field. This was, like, at the back of Mike Marino's house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we took our socks off, and we were, like, throwing the, the wet socks around. And, you could- and it was Tracy. It was Tracy. That was sick, dude. I still talk about that bro that was life-changing for me and then the other thing was when i sat down and i was like playing with the grass but also like stroking the hairs in my
0: beard and i was "Uh, the grass it's the same Same thing it's It's growing holy shoot and then the lightning too you forgot about that it was lightning in the distance super far off in the distance and it was beautiful i remember that
1: the thing about it is for people listening right now who haven't experienced that they might be like great the the grass grows off the earth like your beard grows off your face cool taj great job but it's it's not something that it's not about it's about what you feel the connectedness that you feel um it's not like i just had some dumb epiphany it's about the connection that i had not just to the earth but to everything to other people and that never left me that's why i said i wouldn't be the same person if it wasn't for that experience and if it wasn't for you bro so just thank you man
0: much love bro much love as always man when you first came in Something about me just felt, I don't know, you were immediately a good friend of mine off the bat. I felt like a like a, a responsibility to take care of you almost, because we're both from California.
1: You did. You know, You're right. yeah.
0: I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but you know, just being a, a great friendship. I mean, you, you were just a freaking open, awesome guy, man. I mean, it really made it easy to want to help you with everything I could. And you definitely did that, man.
1: And still do to this day. Like I told you, just watching you inspires me, man. So it's, uh, I don't know, maybe it wasn't just because we're California. It wasn't from California. It wasn't just because we were both from the IE. I grew up in a city, Upland, that no one's ever heard of either. Um, And we were both at Stony Brook. Like, this was not our first choice. So that was another (laughs) thing too.
0: Yeah, it was. It ended up being the best choice, though. Not the first, but the best. There it is. For many different reasons. Yeah, man.
1: I really do look at you as a big you're a year older than me, if that, mm-hmm. probably like eight months or something stupid like that.
0: Yeah, it was very close.
1: <laughs> but, very close. But I really do look at you as a big brother figure, like you said, because you really did take me under your wing, even when I was going through shit at Stony Brook. Um, you got I, I wouldn't have been the same. I wouldn't have been able to get through some of the things I was dealing with at Stony Brook if you weren't there, just like, you know, helping me out. Um, so anyway, man, I can go on and on. I don't I don't want to start getting emotional, but you already know how I feel about you, bro. Uh, I love you. I'm inspired by you, um, and just thanks for all you do, man. I know you do it for yourself, so you can reach the ultimate version of Dom Reyes. But mm-hmm. taking a lot of people with you to reach the ultimate versions of themselves just by d- being you, bro.
0: Oh yeah, man. Thank you. I-, I love you too, man. I always it's all love, always, man. I mean, God is good, and He gave me this ability to connect with people, and and it'd be foolish for me to not utilize you know, the, these gifts that I have. Um, but yeah, man, being the ultimate version is the goal for any, anything, right? You want to be the best version always. And if I can inspire people along the way, it's freaking even better. it helps me become better, knowing that I'm helping other people um, because it helps, it helps with the not being selfish all the time in terms of my emotions. Right, so, if I'm feeling a certain type of way, it's like, okay, we'll know that you have other people you know watching and 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 counting on you for 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 guidance or support or energy or whatever um so if I'm feeling shitty, it's like, okay, well, how are you gonna overcome this and continue to be a What's the word I used to use all the time? Uh, a pillar of positivity. You know, if, if I want to continue to be a pillar of po- positivity where people come around me and they... Just by being around me, you just feel better. You know what I mean? I don't have to say anything. I can just smile at you. I can just be around you. My energy is so good and 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 positive that just being around me makes your day better. That's my goal, really. And uh, it reminds me that I need to stay on, Stay the course. You know, stay the course. Just stay the course. Just keep keep staying keep trucking along man i mean shit goes awry shit goes left shit goes right but just keep going you know keep going it goes up it goes down just keep going the minute you stop you die that's just the bottom line if you stop you die that's my motto for fighting that's my motto for life i mean if you're fighting someone you stop you're dead period i mean you stop moving your feet you're dead they're gonna knock you out cold and they're gonna kill you if they can but the ref's there to save you you know you're grappling you stop they're gonna choke you out and kill you if if the ref's not there so if you stop you die just like in life you know uh the an object in motion stays in motion an object at rest stays at rest so keep moving just keep moving even if it's slow you know, say you want to just get back in shape, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Go outside and keep moving. Just a little bit at a time, and eventually you're going to be freaking running and sprinting and getting all swole, like Taj. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped
1: a little bit, man. I'm not in, I'm not in uh, fighting shape or anything, but, you know. <laughs> hey, man, um, I don't want to keep you all day, man. You've already given so much. I think this is, this was is great. Before we get out of here, of course – I mean, it's not like you're hard to find, but tell people how to get in touch with you, how to follow you. Um, and then also, man, any any last words? Just all of that. The floor is yours, bro. Uh,
0: well, I want to first, want to thank you, Taj. I want to thank you and Thrive After Sports. Um, you guys, you're doing amazing things in the community, man, helping helping everybody out. Um, everybody who works with Taj, it, it's all love. It's all coming from a place of, you know, pureness. I've known Taj a long time, and I've never known him as anyone that, that's – gonna wrong wrong really anyone in any kind of way so uh Taj are the man everybody that's uh, working with Taj or anything trust him believe him um if if you have any questions for me through him I could ask I could answer them. you know to reach out to me um and you guys know where to follow me at Dom Reyes uh Twitter Dom Reyes 24 on Insta uh, I think my website is www.domreyes.com so it's not hard to find me <laughs> i got some cool i'm coming out with some cool merch uh i mean i'm giving back to the community a little more these days Uh, i'm realizing that i do have an impact um and i and what i have to say does matter and people do want to hear and i could help a lot of people i've i've neglected the media and not not just the media but like getting my story out there and letting people know who i really am and what i'm about just because i'm a very private person and i have uh trust issues. <laughs> it's one of those things where you could build everything, you know, your whole life and do everything perfect, but you make one mistake and it's all over. And somebody else could be be the person that causes that mistake. So I'm kind of a, you know, a little bit of a recluse because of that, but it's, you know, I'm learning to get out there more and, you know, have people I could trust around me and stuff. So love you guys. Thanks for the support. I hope I see you at the next fight. If you ever see me in the street, do not be afraid to say hello. I'm not going to bite. I'm not mean. I'm not going to get the hell out of my face. I appreciate all you guys, and uh, it's all much love, man. Keep thriving.
1: Thanks, brother. There it is. All right, folks. It's been another great episode of Thrive After Sports with my big bro, Tom Reyes, the one and only. Appreciate you, man. See you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Boom.